0: So, hope everybody's doing all right. You're up nice and early, and you're hoping your mouse works. You're just moving through the motions here. Hey, um, again, uh, yeah, thanks for being here. And uh, yeah, if you don't know me, I'm Chuck. Yeah, those that are new that uh, maybe been coming for a while or haven't been coming for a while, we're going to do something different today. Uh, we're going to flush out this pamphlet. Can everybody hold this pamphlet up? You got one of these? Hopefully you do. Good. So yeah, you can take notes. uh, I don't know where, but maybe up in here or here or somewhere around there. You could do that. Um, The big deal here is that um, it's totally cool if you guys haven't been here that long or have been here that long. Those that have been here a while. I mean, tune in, because we got fireworks, we got drama, we got a raffle prizes, all that stuff. No, I'm just kidding there. Just kidding. That's not what this is about. This is about what Westside's all about. So I'm going to flush some of that out. And this may be just what the doctor ordered, or what God ordered, sorry. You're going to find out what Westside's all about and what we stand on. And for... A while now we've had the same cover, but now we got this one. And sometimes it's about preferences, but sometimes it's not. And that's not what this is. Although this blue right here kind of matches the chairs and stuff like that. So, and I got to pick the color of those chairs, as a matter of fact. So, Margot's kind of who did the announcement, she's kind of mad at me for that, but that's okay. <laughs> um, Yeah, so we're going to explore what the community here at Westside is all about, too. Before I start, I want to just make you aware of something. Church is not a building. you all aware of that? Church is all of you guys. And if you call yourself a Christ follower, you are the church. Now, nobody's going to go around and correct you or scold you if you say you're going to the church or not going to the church. It's the idea that's talked about in Acts, where the birth and spread of the early church was established. They didn't gather in a building to be able to be the church. They gathered together as the church. And that's the beauty of this church body here at Westside, and the church body universal. We get to be a part of something globally. And if you've been here any length of time, you hear us say it all the time, we're not it. We're a part of it. Meaning God's plan is to involve all of us and bring us all together as a united body of believers. Wouldn't it just be awesome? Wouldn't it be awesome if every believer in Jesus Christ would get that concept of unity? Yeah. And believe me, though, I fight it too. I like my preferences, but it's not worth dividing over. And some of you are holding that brochure, and this is our vision and values brochure, we affectionately call that. You may not know that we actually have these brochures in the back at the Welcome Center. You've probably been passing them maybe every time you come in. This is just a fresh reminder for us, a fresh reminder of what it is to be the church within a body in a building. They give some information on who we are as a church and a community here at Westside. So the thing is that this brochure in your hands can't explain fully what it is to be in a community. Only you can explore and experience and then explain what community is as you participate in it. What I'm going to do today is flesh out the points in this brochure, maybe help us understand some of the little things, the nuances, and we may have questions about them. And of course, if at the end of this message you go home and you you have questions or you need more clarity or even have complaints, you can email me. I guess you know that I'm not going to take the complaints. These guys will. So, (laughs) (laughs) kidding. I'll take those too. So, let's get into it. First point here this is under the heading of where we're going, our vision. Westside Church is a local community of believers in Christ. Who are part of the universal church, all believers from all time, who seek to fulfill the great commission of making disciples in every nation by living out the great commandment of loving God and loving others. In order to fulfill this vision, Westside aims to be a strong, healthy, local church. Our desire, meaning the Westside leadership, is that each person in in our community will truly know and enjoy God. But here's the thing god's not some ogre that sits up in the clouds and points us and demands things and makes us obey how is that enjoyable how is that something to seek after but there's folks out there that think this way and that's probably why they're not coming into a church building to be a part of the church because of that so it's our job as believers to point them in the right direction when we're in community together We're able to share our gifts and our understanding of who God is and what He desires of us. And we can help each other understand a more mature picture of who God is. This ties into our desire that each person in our community will grow in their love, understanding, and application of God's Word. God is expecting us to go through a process of sanctification And that's a fancy word that just means being made more into the likeness of Christ, not remaining stagnant. We may have started out believing in God out of fear. Maybe we thought he was an ogre or something. I don't know. But this should grow into respect and honor, reverence and love. And this requires us to walk in all, how much all, of God's word. And this is crucial There seems to be this narrative that we can cherry-pick verses out of the Bible without using context from the Bible. This can cause misinterpretation or even a doctrine of self because we add to God's Word using our opinions so it fits our lifestyle. And the biggest thing to know here is that there are three most important words when reading and understanding God's Word. I was going to say, can anyone tell me what those words are? I can start out with context, context, and then context. And when we understand the context of the word was written in, for, or to, we can then discern the truth God is trying to communicate to us. We then conform our lives to God's word. Does that make sense? Our desire is that each person in our community will through giving care and consideration toward these things, walk humbly while depending on the Holy Spirit for wisdom, strength, power, peace, victory over sin. No more victim, you guys. Only victory. This is key when we put our trust and faith in God and own it. That moment when you can't help but be saturated by all those things that are from the Holy Spirit. Next, our desire is, to each, is that each person in our community will discover and use their gifts to glo- give glory to God by serving others. Discovering your gifts and using the Holy Spirit's promptings can do nothing but strengthen your walk with God and your passionate purpose for other people. When you give it all to him and help, he helps you understand other folks and where they're at in their life, right? And then he will help you be able to pour into them more. This is that natural outworking of being obedient to Christ's instruction of the golden rule, which he gave to us during his Sermon on the Mount. I'm sure many of us have asked ourselves the question, what is my purpose or what are my gifts? First off, this is a great question just in itself. That means you are being a part. You are stepping into what God wants for you, to examine your heart and to ask God to show you what He desires for you. That's what serving and being in community is all about. Figuring that out and listening to those promptings. To do this, you need to spend time with God. Amen. Plain and simple. Right. Now sometimes that's not super easy in how our lives are so structured, but Sometimes, when that happens, you're able to just things will drop off so that you can spend that time with God. Next, our desire is that each person in our community will understand and demonstrate healthy and wholesome relationships by doing life together in a covenantal, covenantal God honoring way. One great way of doing this is through small groups. We've been really hitting hard on that the last few weeks here. Because you can't have that moment of on Sunday saying hi to somebody, know their name for one weekend and then a month later you say hi again. That's why we really push on that as far as small groups. It's so such a connection and such an awesome time to be able to gather together. Especially with a church this size as we continue to have more people that are guests or new here we want to be able to recognize who they are in a more covenantal way. So we really encourage everybody to be a part of a small group. And I know we were mentioning this a lot, but I just had this quick story I wanted to mention too. We, Kelly and I were part, my wife here in the front row, she, we were part of a small group and, and uh, we had an email, we, all that was going around. And then all of a sudden, um, it was during the week, I think, and uh, some folks had a tree go down in their, in their property and, and it needed to be cleaned up right away so they asked for prayer they put it out there and asked for prayer and so uh, one of the other members saw that that was uh, out there and said hey we got a tractor just down the road and uh we'll bring it up they weren't that far away they brought it up and they were able to remove that tree if that imagine if that wasn't a part of their um, sphere of influence and they didn't have that to rely on so there's this there's this Connection aspect to all this too. That's what we're here for. We also call the home groups the first line of defense too. Being able to be a part of that because things are going to go awry on occasions, and when you can press into some folks, small group wise, it makes it a lot easier to get through those things. If there wasn't a connection like this, I I don't know what we would do. Um, without being able to be plugged into those home groups. So if you uh, aren't part of one, I would highly encourage you to become one. We have uh, the pamphlets in the back, and we do uh, want to recognize th- that uh, everybody lives in different places, so check out the geographical areas, too, um, on those uh, brochures. Ty could help you with that. Where's Ty at? Is he here? Okay, he probably heard me then. Yeah, Ty Beekman. Beekman. Uh, Next point, our desire is that each person in our community will make themselves available to be used by God to impact their spheres of influence. I just talked about that. When we talk about our spheres of influence, it's like throwing a rock into into a pond, right? The ripples just become wider and wider. It's kind of like us, too. When we speak into people's lives about Jesus and what Jesus is doing in our lives, it's a ripple effect. And you never know when that could... uh, pan out to where you're ending up in somebody else's uh, conversation and being able to talk about Jesus. Because we can impact different groups of people. The larger the community, the greater the potential impact for Christ. However, this only works when each person is allowing themselves to be utilized by God. Therefore, we need to, do, we need to increasingly become more effective witnesses for Christ. We need to know the Word and let God reveal exact things we need at particular times maybe are moving in the holy spirit to study and apply god's word to any situation if that means we need to go to a different country because the holy spirit told us to we better listen it might mean just to walk across the street and have a conversation with that new family that just moved in there's no prescription here no formula no has to's that have to happen The idea should always point us to the phrase of we get to do these things for Jesus and His kingdom. Next, our desire is that each person in our community will live a life that demonstrates Jesus, His love for the world in practical ways such as meeting the needs of the poor, challenging injustice, visiting the sick, caring for the widowed, orphaned, jailed, and reaching the unsaved. I like to say the not saved yet. We are called. We just need to have the ears to hear. You may not know your purpose, but God does. And He will let you know, and He will let you in on it if you just ask. And I often think, what if some of the influential Christ followers that we know did not listen to what God was telling them? We wouldn't have some of these groups we have now, like Samaritan's Purse, which was founded by Franklin Graham, Billy Graham's son. Or the Salvation Army, which was founded by William Booth. I encourage you to read these stories. We all have them little fancy black boxes, right? Maybe some of us don't, but you could, you could get on those and Google it. They've got some awesome stories on, online about these people that are Christ followers that have moved and responded to what the Holy Spirit wanted them to do. We need, to, we need to participate and support outward ministry, both short and long-term, to share the gospel, partner in the church planting, and supporting fellow believers in churches. As the church here at Westside, we get to partner and support various ministries throughout our community. New Beginnings, Upper Room, Crisis Pregnancy Center, and we also support the Hope House, Other ministries we get to involve, that that we are involved in, are entirely outward focused. Within our own church body, we have a group that goes to Mexico on a regular basis. You may have supported this effort monetarily or in prayer. This is that example of moving those feet. As we partner with these organizations and different efforts, we get to be involved with our community. You never know who may be put in your path, maybe at a grocery store, even at a medical clinic or a job change. And when we create these connections, we get to show who Jesus is in our life. And we get to use our gifts when it comes to those different ministry opportunities, right? A lot of times just moving in our gifts, maybe we don't even know they're our gifts yet. And we move in those. We start to sense that this is what God's putting on our heart. And helping us understand what we have as an understanding of our gifts. Okay, so now now we know where we're going, our vision. So let's talk about how we'll get there, our values. First off, number one, we value Almighty God. We really love Him and want to offer our lives in constant worship to Him. We don't want to just know about Him. We want to know Him. I remember that day I decided to follow Jesus And it clicked. Yeah, I know about him, but do I know him? And this means I was gonna have to have a relationship with Jesus, which means I was going to have to have a whole, I would have to have wholeheartedly served him. I gotta get away from my kingdom. That being said, we are Christians, Christ followers, Jesus is our Lord and King and Savior. He is God. And I encourage you to read these verses at the bottom of the notes there. The hope is that you see God in a whole different light. That each verse expands the concept that Jesus really is the answer. And that we cannot do this life without him. He is the head of all. All this. He's the head of this. He's the head of us. The number two, that we value God's word, the Bible. We will not add anything to it, and I mentioned this earlier, or subtract anything from it just to suit our preferences. The Bible is God's handbook for us as believers. It applies to all of our lives, circumstances, and the final authority for all matters in faith and practice. Deuteronomy 4.2. You shall not add to the word that I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you. Culture and preference do not get to decide what is good and what is holy or what is right. We must always guard against being tossed to and fro by the ever-changing tide of human opinion. God's truth is eternal and unchanging. It is our responsibility to take God's truth and apply it to the circumstances we are in, adjusting our life as needed. We do not adjust the Bible to fit our desires. We value each other. This is number three. We strive for health and wholeness in our relationships by speaking words of life, exercising godly confrontation, and walking in constant forgiveness. We believe the church should be in a healing community and a safe place. Therefore, we are friends first before, during, and after working together. Matthew eighteen, fifteen to 17. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge "...may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen, tell them, tell it to the church, the elders. And if he refuses to listen, even to the church, let him be to you as Gentile and tax collector." Here's the thing. If you hang around here long enough, you will get offended. It's inevitable. We need to know how to approach everything with reasonableness utilizing God's word. And also, we have some of the other verses in here that will help with that. And these verses, are they all call us to have a genuine love for one another, not something superficial or accommodating, but genuine. And this takes time, effort, and being involved in each other's lives. Next, we value the ministry and giftings in each believer We know that God has called all believers to use their gifts to serve God by serving others. We will equip and release believers to fulfill God's purpose in their life. Each person has special gifts or talents that are needed for the good of the rest of the body. So we all do our part in service and ministry. Romans 12, 4 and 5. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individual, individually members one another. The major emphasis is that we will be used by God in ministry. This is not just for the professionals or clergy. God's work is for everybody, and God expects everybody to do the work He has called them to. And we want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to exercise and grow their giftings so that when they go out to the mission field, your sphere of influence, you will be effective in reaching the people God has called you to. The next value, we value the church, Christ's body, and bride. The New Testament pattern shows us that Jesus is the head of the church. And we also see in Scripture that a team of elders, pastors, is the highest human authority leading the local church. At the same time, we will actively maintain a close partnership with our outside team of seasoned men and women of God and invite them in to bring the truth, correction, and accountability. This is neither a denomination nor total independence of the local church's part. It is simply the pattern we see in God's Word. We, the church, will walk in humility, honesty, purity, integrity, while living in genuine freedom without legalism or excesses. we realize and value that we're being prepared for Christ's return as a bride is being prepared for her groom. Since this is the case, we need to make sure that we stay on track, stay in our lane, stay healthy, and stay unified. How do we do this? By going to God's Word and seeing the patterns of accountability that He established as our example in the New Testament churches. The world has a lot of patterns that they feel are best, things that a lot of churches have implemented. However, we are simply not going to do them because Scripture tells us something different. Next value, we value being a family. and West Side's not an organization. We are friends who value close, covenantal relationships made of real people who are not just a name on an impersonal organizational chart. We all are valued members of the family. Children, teens, singles, married, etc. We value value appreciating and honoring each other. Romans 12.10 Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. One thing is certain. If you have found yourself in a place that family has not been a part of your life, it can be now. There are countless stories of folks who have connected to people here and have created friends for life. Again, like a family, things can get messy. Let's not make that the reason to not get connected. God has made us to be in community. Number seven, we value an outward focus. Each believer has unique gifts or talents that are needed for the good and those in their sphere of influence. Westside Church provides ongoing training to equip each person to minister where God has placed them. And we place high value on seeing authentic New Testament churches planted everywhere. We partner with New Covenant Ministries International to help keep our focus on the Great Commission, which we believe includes preparing ourselves to go as well. One thing that needs to happen while preparing to go, we need to simplify. We need to be planning to go, but willing to stay. You never know when God may call you to be a part of a church plant in some other part of the world. One of the simplest ways to be ready, get your passport, if you don't have one. If we have that outward focus, we'll be impacting God's kingdom everywhere. Okay, those, those are the values. We're going to move into the West, what West Side Church Believes our statement of faith. The Bible is the word of God, fully inspired without error. And we're never going, we are not ever going to compromise this statement. It is the supreme and final authority for all matters of Christian life and belief. Not going to add anything to this, except as the Lord reveals to you his word, apply it to your life. You might say, I don't know if that was God or not. You'll know after you've prayed about it, maybe brought it to a trusted friend that will speak truth to you. And if you still need clarity, bring it to the elders. If we don't know the answer, we most certainly will help you find it. There's one true and living God who eternally exists in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit who are equal in every divine perfection and who execute distinct but harmonious office in all of the world of the work of the Godhead. All I have to say here is amen. 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 Man was created by God in his own image, but through his sin incurred physical and spiritual death. As a result, all people are separated from God by their sin, lost and without hope apart from salvation in Christ. We can't do this stuff on our own. Our strength is not sufficient. We have to accept Jesus into our life. If you have not accepted Jesus into your life, this is your opportunity. If you're sitting in that seat and you want to put Jesus at the head of your life, get off the throne of God and let God get back on it. Yeah, if, you don't do, if you do do that, tell someone about it. You don't have to know everything. Heck, nobody knows it all. That's the beauty of community. We just got done talking about all that. We get to explore all this stuff together. We get to share how God is doing things in our lives. This is a big deal. If you make a decision to follow Christ, it will be the best decision of your life. The next point in the statement of faith, the gospel is the good news of God's saving actions towards sinners through Jesus Christ. Anyone who turns from their sin and trusts in Jesus Christ and his death on their behalf receives forgiveness of sins and the gift of eternal life. This goes with what I was saying earlier in accepting Jesus. This isn't rocket science. Although some of us might want it to be rocket science. I would say to that, stop and get out of your own way. You could be making it hard for Jesus to change your heart. The next point, the Holy Spirit works progressively to transform genuine believers more and more into the image of Christ. His work is carried on in our hearts through such appointed means as the study of Scripture, prayer, worship, and fellowship with other believers. The Holy Spirit empowers believers for Christian witnesses and service. He also gives gifts for the building up of the body of Christ, the church. I want to stop here and just recognize how important it is to be led by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said in John 14, 16, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another Helper to be with you forever. Now, there's a lot in that verse And then due to time constraints, uh, I will just say this verse is meant to be an encouragement for us, to let us know God God is always with us once we get off the throne. Next point, the universal church, composed of genuine followers of Christ, exists to worship, serve, and glorify God. All members of the universal church are to be vitally committed members of the local church. Where they receive pastoral care, and the opportunity to employ their God-given gifts in His service. only thing to add here, get involved. If you want to have others to, be, to know you, be involved in others' lives. Break down those personal barriers and plug into somewhere. Put service opportunities to prayer. Ask God if this is the right ministry. Again, this is where our gifts can be utilized and strengthened as we move within them. Jesus Christ will return to earth personally personally and visibly to establish his kingdom. We believe in the bodily resurrection of both the saved and the lost, the saved to endless joy, living and reigning with Christ, and the lost to endless punishment away from the benevolent presence of God. I can't help but think we all have a part to manage in this world Maybe you're sitting on the tailgate of life thinking, my life ain't that bad. Who needs this Jesus dude anyway? Well, I would love to have a chat if you're willing. Or maybe you have accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, that person, the person that will ultimately bring everyone before him to be judged. Either way, there's no hope in the things of this world. It is lost and dying. That goes for us too. People continue to look for that fountain of youth or that stay young quick scheme. I got some bad news for those folks. There isn't one. And it doesn't matter how many years you live, you still can't get out of this world alive. But you can still live, though. And that is with Jesus for eternity. Amen? Amen. You know how long eternity is? Yeah, that long. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for uh, just helping us understand where we stand as a church community. That when we put everything we have in you, that you will give us everything that our hearts desire. And that's ultimately what we want, Lord, as we, we serve you, all the volunteers on the campus Everyone in this body, help us to have a heart to serve you. Not each other, but you, Lord. We just ask this in your holy and precious name. Amen.